A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome all. Uh, you're listening to Shafiq, Raheel and Hamza. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Verbal Outpost where we'd like to have an informal conversation about some real topics. Uh, we'd also like you to take part, so make sure you leave a comment or drop us an email on verbaloutpost at outlook.com with your thoughts. Ramadan Babarak. I uh, hope everyone's keeping well, inshallah. Um, at the time of recording, we're about halfway into the month of Ramadan. Um, but by the time you listen to it on the radio station, I think we'll be on about the last 10 nights, taking the last 10 nights. Um, I know a lot of people during this time, um, they'll be feeling quite emotional, you know, knowing that Ramadan's coming to an end. Um, and it is quite a difficult time for a lot of people, you know, they're increasing their ibadah, doing extra prayers and doing extra dua. Um, but there are probably also a lot of people who are fasting maybe for the first time. You know, we had uh, Hamza son on the episode last week and there are probably reverts as well. Um, who are fasting for the first time, struggling, so they maybe they can't wait for the month to end. You know, it's been quite difficult. So I'll make dua that uh, inshallah uh, they're doing well. <laughs> yeah, Hamza. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was going to say uh, my second youngest is his first fast today. He's oh, doing so he's seven years old, <laughs> and we've been we've been really, really, really on edge, Ooh. making sure that <laughs> if he wants to break it at any point, he can. And he's, he's been slightly struggling past hour. I mean, he's been completely okay, but he's been complaining a little bit more now over the past How hour. How old is he but again? Seven. Seven, mashallah. Seven years old. So we're quite surprised with our oldest doing it, Musa, um, but with the middle one now doing it as well, it's been yeah. quite... And, and, and do you know what? He's been absolutely great. He's been playing out and about yeah. with, <laughs> with all the kids in the neighborhood, running around, coming back. Yeah, completely okay, but okay, gets a bit so of influence. We'll Trickles down, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? So you've probably seen his older brother. <laughs> Why should I be left behind? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the main thing for him was iftar. So for him, he's not really that bothered about anything else, but he wants to participate <laughs> in the iftar. Well, there you go. And we've said to him, when you fast, you need to do good things as well. So thankfully, you know, he's... He's a bit ratty because he's hungry, but we've been reminding him that, look, remember you're fasting, so you can't fight with your brothers. Okay? <laughs> don't do anything crazy. Don't fight with your brothers. Don't upset them. So he's, you know, we're trying to balance yeah. it out. But yeah, alhamdulillah, it's, it's good. It's good. Another couple of hours to go, so we'll see. If he needs to break it. Yeah, if that is like the special meal, isn't it? That I remember when I was a kid, I used to look forward to it as well, you know, to be made feel special. Yeah, so I hope, inshallah, Allah keeps these people strong and, you know, they're able to gain all the blessings they can during this month for those who are fasting for the first time. Um, this week's episode, um, I wanted to sort of discuss culture and some superstitions that we sometimes come across. And I think that's quite important because it can get quite confusing for some people, um, especially even during Ramadan. There are a lot of things that pop up, you know, where you're wondering, well, is this something from Islam or is this something from my culture? Whether it's, I mean, the three of us, we're from sort of the Asian subcontinent, but there's probably um, other Muslims who are listening um, from their countries. They have their own uh, cultural aspects to it. And you might want to just sort of question now whether it's something, whether it is something from Islam. So um, what I'd like to do is kick off the discussion by continuing on um, 
what we sort of briefly spoke about last week, which was sort of the moon sighting. And I feel like culture does have a part to play there as well. Um, so I'm going to pass this on to my stargazing co-host Hamza <laughs> and just see if he had any more oh, sort no. of thoughts. <laughs> yeah, to see if he had any more thoughts to sort of uh, share with us on that. Right, I've been completely dumped in it. I didn't expect <laughs> that. But now that you've put me on the spot, I, th- I thought this would be quite a um, laid-back show, just co-hosting. But um, in terms of moon sighting, yeah, we briefly spoke about it last week. And it's interesting because I've I've been, and, and the moon has been very visible over the past few days. And we're starting to approach the full moon, which is going to be coming up very soon around the 14th 15th 16th nights um we start seeing the full moon but i I think for me i think the important thing is it's not i think me personally i've gone through a bit of a journey with my own mentality where i think a number of years ago it would have so the local mosque would have said Ramadan starts tomorrow and we're following Saudi. So, you know, there's always that line. And then there's always this second group of people that would come and challenge that. And many, many, many years ago, I always thought, right, why are they always trying to stir up trouble? If Saudi's announced it, why don't we just go with the Saudis? And mm. it's as simple as that. It's all hunky-dory. It's all one on my... And then as you get older, you get a little bit grumpier, a bit more cynical about the world and, you know... Um, that's naturally happened with me and probably most people but you start to question things a little bit more and i think in recent years i've discovered it's not that black and white and actually that counter argument against the saudis citing the moon and that omar Qura calendar i think there's a very strong argument against it um mm-hmm. in my opinion i believe um and it, it, it's really not that black and white. So depending on which day you did do it, I mean, I'm not passing any ju- judgment because um, I can, I completely understand. In fact, it's not even I completely understand. Um, I, I, I think I question much more some of the reports that come out about citing the moon, um, particularly the Saudi calendar. Um, so I, I, I do have some serious questions around that because I know they've gotten it wrong a number of times, um, particularly last year. Um, I believe they got it wrong. Um, so that does cause a bit of an issue. But I think ultimately the real point, without going into too much of the detail, um, it's not black and white and it's not clear cut. Um, sometimes uh, I mean, this time around, we start on the Tuesday. Is it, is it Tuesday? Yeah, we started on Tuesday. Me and yeah. you did anyway. Yeah. I think Rahil started on Wednesday. Is it? Right, okay, yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the... Uh, yeah, this time around, I'm fairly comfortable because I've been, I've been observing the moon and just tracking back, right, roughly that looks about 13, 14 days. So just tracing it daily for the past week. I'm fairly, again, I'm not an expert in this. This is just me doing it anecdotally. I feel like um, we did start on the right day. 
I'm not slagging anybody else off because it's very hard to tell when you start and it's always in hindsight. But I think this time um, we're okay. And that's quite a bold thing to say, I think, on radio. <laughs> No, I mean, you're not the, as you said, you're not the only one. I've noticed a lot of people sort of starting to question moon sightings a bit more um, where before, as you said, they just thought, oh, if the masjid announced it, that's it. It started, Ramadan started and whatnot. But I have noticed more people question it and, you know, maybe that's a good thing. Uh, inshallah, it will lead to something positive. But I do remember when I was younger, it was a lot of, well, hey, why are these Muslims doing it on the wrong day? What sort of Muslims are these? <laughs> you know, why can't we just all do it on the same day? And you almost sort of look down on people, uh, on these other Muslims that are doing mm. it on a different day. And, you know, and it's not even just starting Ramadan. They would do Eid on a different day. And then it pops mm. up as, oh, hold on. We're doing Eid today, but they're fasting on that day because they're doing Eid the following day. Ah, oh, that's haram. You know, they shouldn't be fasting on the day of Eid. Mm. But they're fasting but you know and uh, when you're younger you don't really know the ins and outs but all you know is that this person is fasting on Eid day and you're thinking oh my and when you were younger that's a big sin and and it's really sad because ultimately you get you get called one of two things you either get called a vabi or you get called a bidity <laughs> and that's quite sad i mean mm. ultimately it gets politicized and it, it yeah, it, it, it doesn't benefit anybody. But I think if we are just a bit more accepting that it's not clear cut. And do, do, do you want to go into a little bit about the sort of, it, it's fascinating because I've been reading up more about it. So the reason the moon is more visible now is because we're um, halfway through the lunar month, right? So mm. the moon is directly behind us. So if you imagine the earth is rotating on its axis yeah yeah so it's rotating around i mean it's quite hard to explain on radio but you guys can see me so <laughs> the earth is rotating on its axis um and then the moon is going around is doing one full full lap around the earth every th yeah 29 or 30 days and that's the lunar month mm. so around halfway through the month if you've got the sun here on the left hand side and then you've got the earth in the middle the moon goes behind so at night time, it's much more visible, right? Because when the earth is rotating, we're facing the back. And that's when it's nighttime, isn't it? Mm. So it's, it's more visible around the middle of the lunar month. But however, the complexity and the issue that we get is when it goes the other way around and it goes between the earth and the sun. Yeah, so the moon will go between the earth and the sun. And that's where we get the new moon. And that's where we get the dilemma of spotting the new moon. Okay. And why some countries so can new... see it and other countries can't. And... Well, th well, this is why there's always, you know, those maps that you see with the colors, yeah. the red and whatever it is. And yeah. there's these, the visibility, uh, visibility maps. Yeah. Yeah, the visibility charts. So if you, if you think about it, and it's really hard to explain on radio, you, you, you know, we should do a YouTube video or something <laughs> just explaining this. But the moon goes between the so if you imagine the moon is between the earth and the sun therefore there's no light that's reflecting off the moon that is visible to us hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah, yeah. because all the light that's so coming that, from the sun is on the other side that we can't see basically. exactly yeah. so what we what we call it is the dark side of the moon hmm. that's the part that's not visible if you google the dark side of the moon it's the side of the moon that is not visible to us. 
because we always see the same face yeah. of the moon, right? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. but there is there is a backside that's never visible. So that the the backside of the moon is fully illuminated when it's between the Earth and the Sun. Okay. So we don't see any of the sun. Uh, we don't. None of the moon is illuminated. It's completely pitch black. So that is the new moon. So the birth of the new moon, when we see that, that's when we either start Ramadan or that's when it's the first day of Shawwal. So the complexity is there's this tiny sliver of light that is hitting that bit of the moon because it's just slightly moved. Mm. And the um, so from my understanding, happy to be corrected on this, happy to be corrected on all of it, to be honest, helps me understand better. But my understanding is that it needs to be at least eight degrees off for the enough sunlight to hit the moon for it to be visible to us so that's the it's the eight degree angle that sometimes happens um on the 29th night sometimes it happens on the 30th night okay so sometimes you need to give it an extra day because it's not quite eight degrees it's yeah. you know, four four five degrees Okay, so you have to wait another day, and that's where the month is thirty days. So that's where the dis dispute and the debate is always around. It's mm. always around: has enough sunlight hit the moon for it to be visible to us? Yeah. So, and and that's where, so, so like I said, you imagine, um, because the moon is on the daytime side. Okay, it's incredibly difficult for us to visibly see. And the Earth is rotating at night time, so you can only kind of get a glimpse of it around Maghrib time, if it is visible from anywhere. So yeah. the, the, any, anyway, I mean, I've, I've, I've sort of gone on, but that's ultimately um, a, a brief explanation and where the debate and where the issue mm. comes in. And, and maybe, time. yeah, and maybe Muslims should, you know, try to educate themselves a little bit better on it. Uh, I know a lot of Muslims are now going out and trying to spot it themselves, um, which is good. You know, I, I feel like it's something that happened during the time of the Prophet and, you know, our children should know how it all works as well, rather than just following, okay, the mosque have announced it, it's Eid tomorrow or whatnot, just, you know, have go out and have a look. Um, but I mean, so, I mean, I don't know if Raheel had any other thoughts on sort of the cultural side of things and, you know, any experience he's had within within his family about sort of moon sightings and when Ramadan starts or not. I mean, in our family, um, the Bangladeshi community, they generally all do Eid on the same, sorry, they start Ramadan on the same day and they do Eid on the same day. There's not much, um, there's not a very big split at all, if anything, I think. Not that I'm aware of here in the UK. I know within the Pakistani community there is. I don't know if you've experienced that or not, Raheel. Um, not directly, I wouldn't say. I mean, a lot of it you guys have already kind of pretty much covered mm. um, in the sense of, you know, um, you've got the the argument of local sightings or nearest mm. country sightings mm. versus relying on a central position from Saudi. Mm. Um, and then the other part of the equation, I guess, if you want to call it that, is do we go by pre-calculated sightings or does it have to be visible from the, you know, the, the naked eye itself or yeah. through, I guess, maybe even a telescope, but through the naked eye as well. Wow. So did everyone in your family all do it start the same day? Um, not always. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> um, so that's why I sort of wanted to, I thought I'll throw it to you if you don't mind sort of talking about, do, do, like within your family, it, is everyone sort of just at peace with each other, knowing that they're doing on different days? And Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, 
when we was younger, um, we used to kind of just follow the same mustard and just yeah. go with it. But obviously, we were kids then. Um, yeah. I think as we've grown up and things like that, uh, there has been a bit of a divider, if you want to call it that. Yeah. But I, I like to think that everybody's mature enough to kind of, you know, respect that opinion and say, mm. fair enough, you know, and not make a big deal out of it. Uh, for the most part anyway <laughs> yeah and the, yeah i mean and that would be the aim you know if the, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there are probably listeners who have got family members maybe doing it on different days um yeah and we would hope that look you don't let it divide you you know it's an opinion i, I think i think it's, it's like anything else in islam you know there's there's always room for a difference of opinion and as muslims we should respect that other opinion um and if, if somebody else is following a different opinion, we shouldn't be, you know, on the bandwagon of you're you're wrong and I'm right sort of thing. Um, we should appreciate that there is a difference of opinion. And as long as somebody's following a valid opinion, then there shouldn't be any reason or any cause to yeah. say, you know, negative things towards mm. the other party, as it were. Hamza? But however, what I would add onto that, Raheel, is I think that's great for the short term. And I think we do need to be a bit more understanding in the very short term. But however, I think there's a very strong argument for having a global Muslim unanimous type moon sighting. There is a strong argument for that. Um, for example, when NASA wants to observe certain galaxies billions of miles away, mm. um, or, or, or the, um, the picture of the first black hole as an example, um, it was a number of observatories across the globe and different space agencies that all teamed up um, to do that black hole sighting. So there is an argument that actually a lot of these observatories and agencies across the globe should really be joined up and should do a collective moon sighting. Let's face it, come on, technologically we're more advanced than ever before and it shouldn't be that complicated where we end up seeing you know, the same pixelated picture of the moon every year saying the moon's been spotted and it 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 just you know it just stinks of something from the 50s 60s mm. just decades decades ago with this moon sighting business so i think what? that part of the argument we we should push to progress and sort of move forward in that mm. sense but do you think it will change now that because uh, as the younger generation are getting older now you know where that was sort of from our parents' generation, you know, following the local masjid and just doing whatever they say. But now, maybe the younger generation, uh, they're a bit more clued up now and they're sort of pushing for that. So I think there's a couple of things. I think in terms of, I think what a lot of what we've talked about is on much more of a local level. Yeah. It's within Nottingham. And, and just to put it into perspective, this is a very Nottingham thing as well. Okay, because you go to other cities, um, for example, you go to London, and most people are doing it on one day and there's a very small minority of mosques that do it on a different day it's a very small negligible minority um so it is quite a it, it's a very localized thing i think the second point around us having a collective global moon sighting and people being a bit more joined up is much more of a macro international level does that make sense? So that's something at the sort of government and the country level mm. should really happen. Mm. We'll see. I mean, every, I suppose every year people think that things will be different and things will change and it hasn't. <laughs> so we'll see if there's any potential for that to happen in the next few years. But, but... 
but the local and the international are linked yeah. in that sense as yeah. well. So we, 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 we should be a bit more critical and we should be asking questions and we should put, we, we should hold to account yeah. people, our community leaders, we should hold them to account about this moon sighting stuff. Yeah. So absolutely, we should do that. Just on the back of the moon sightings, interestingly, recently I'd, um, I read an article where somebody was trying to push, you know how everybody always saying, why isn't Eid a national holiday and things like that? Why do we not get that off? Um, yeah. Somebody was pushing for that, and they actually had somebody ready to go. Right, okay, let's assign a day for for the for the you know for the whole nation to have that day off. And they said, oh, what day is it? And then we had the moon sighting problem because we couldn't come to an agreement on which day. Then you know the whole thing fell apart. So we can't have the argument and then say why we're we not having the holiday as, as a national celebration, as it were. That's a cracking point. That was that was Iqbal Sakrani, who was the head of the MCB. I think that was in the late nineties. Can you believe that? I would, that would have been yeah. fantastic mm -hmm. around the the Blair government around that time. That would have been fantastic. But yeah, yeah, real shame. But real I don't think there are any reading. national holidays that change every year. Even if it went ahead, that would have been the one and only I'd say that changes every year because obviously based on moon sighting and whatnot it wouldn't fall like the way Christmas does on 25th of December every year it would change every year and I don't think there are any other English holidays which change like that it's always a set date so I would I mean I'd be a bit skeptical if that would have ever gone ahead if it's something that changes uh, I mean if, if everybody could unanimously for the most part at least you know agree that this is the day on Eid right then I think there would have been a stronger case for it to have gone ahead but because there's such a divide it's not obviously we're going to go by the lunar calendar where the day is going to change against the Gregorian calendar every year but that can be worked around the problem is when we say okay we want one day for Eid okay which day is it it's Monday and Tuesday when well, we can't have both mm. Yeah, and, and, and that's a good point because um, bank holidays can float. So Christmas Day does not float. But for example, we've got um, May Day bank holiday coming up very soon. And that will change. Um, yes, the first Monday of May and then the uh, last Monday of May. That's so true, they will be yeah. Even with they the will, Easter weekend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. So mm. th they will vary by a few days. Um, depending on you know whatever the calendar is um and then the lunar month is it's going to be one of two days typically it's going to be one or you know one of three days and we know that sort of a year in advance so it's going to be one of those three days it's not like it's floating significantly mm. in that no. sense mm. i mean it'll move back 10 days every year but yeah. you know it, it does there's bank holidays that float as well oh yeah i mean maybe if we can eventually agree on one day that's something that can uh, be looked at again and trying to have a national holiday again uh, which would be amazing if that happens um so i mean maybe one day <laughs> yeah. good luck good luck yeah, <laughs> with, the, with the current government <laughs> yeah so i mean uh, so this episode's generally been about sort of culture and sort of superstitions i know we haven't quite gone into the superstition side of things i wanted to discuss the moon sighting a little bit more just because it was so brief uh, when we discussed it last week uh, we talked about how culture plays a, f a factor in that discussion um you know we're not always looking at it from an islamic point of view sometimes it's just oh you know my family do it this way or my country do it this way so 
that's why I'm celebrating Eid on this day. Um, so it's always good to look into these things, sort of understand it, and it helps us educate our children as well as they're growing up, um, trying to follow this one as well. Um, we're coming to the end of this first part. So um, inshallah, in the second part, we'll look into this topic a little bit more, go into other aspects of culture and um, some of the superstitions we've come across um, from a young age until now and whether it conflicts with Islam or not. So inshallah, please uh, continue to listen and we'll catch you in the second part, inshallah. <laughs>